everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, August 13th, it's 2020, and we have five games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, yeah, not too bad. Uh, this is a interesting little slate. I now have to wake up early and do basketball and baseball, so it's going to be an interesting day that's going to be pretty much done by 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, early start. Um, so the five game main slate starts at four o'clock on the East Coast. Um, so four Eastern start. And uh, man, for we've had some really good slates here recently, and um, a lot of options. This one is really, really interesting because there's just so many different ways um, to go here. So obviously, we'll we're gonna break it down game by game like we usually do. Um, Let's get started here. We got Baltimore at Philadelphia, 10 total. Um, Elshelman against Arietta. Uh, Arietta, a big favorite here at minus 190. Any interest in Eshelman? Nope, none whatsoever. Philly has the highest run total on the board. Eshelman's not good. Like, he's not been terrible to, you know, start. You know, he pitched okay against Washington. But, like, I don't really expect him to go too deep here. And, uh, like you said, they have the highest implied team total on the slate. Um, what's your thoughts here when it comes to Jake Arietta? I don't think I'm, I, I have no problem with playing him. Like he's going up against Baltimore. It's obviously not a very good lineup. Decent amount of K's in here. Arietta's not a huge K guy. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to end up going there because I'd just rather pay up a little bit more. Uh, he's definitely, I'm definitely not going to talk you out of playing him, but I, I think there's other guys I'll run, like, that I'll go with at a lower price range. If I have the extra thousand, then I'll go with him, and that's pretty much the reason, only reason I would. But I expect him to be fairly chalky since the options at the bottom here really aren't good today. But like, if he's going to come in at low ownership, I'll have him. But I don't see that happening, so I'm probably mostly out on. Really going to depend on what the lineup looks like too. If it's kind of a right-handed heavy lineup, um, like Iglesias, Alberto, Nunez in there, Severino, like. If they go pretty right-handed heavy, um, like that's where Jake Arrieta is super interesting because he's much better against righties. Uh, do you have any interest here in the Baltimore Bats? I mean, if Arrieta is going to be major chalk like I think he might be, we'll kind of get a little bit of a sense of that in the morning. Then I don't mind just a hedge stack or leverage stack here. But realistically, like Arrieta is still good ground ball, ground ball pitcher. Like doesn't strike. I got a ton of guys a little bit more susceptible to lefties, but there's not a ton of lefties that I really want in this lineup. So, I mean, it would strictly be a leverage stack, but probably not going to end up with any Orioles in my lineups. Yeah, it's a small slate. So, like, maybe, like, you know, potentially looking at, like, a one-off of, like, Ryu, um, Ruiz, Santander. Like, I could see maybe playing one-offs of those guys. But, like, if I'm playing one-offs here, it'd be left-handed bats, um, Dwight Smith Jr. Like, those those are the types of guys that I'd be looking at uh, when I'm looking at Arietta. Um, on the other side, you know, we have Eshelman. Everything we've seen so far from him, low strikeout guy, gives up a lot of power to both sides of the plates. Um, he used to pitch with Philadelphia. Um, any interest here in the Philly bats? Yeah, yeah, no, I think they're probably the top run total on the board for a reason. I don't know if they're my favorite stack. They're probably top three, and they're probably going to be the chalkiest one out of all of them. Um, looking at their price tags, some of them are too low. I know Hoskins just keeps disappointing me over and over again, uh, but he's 4.1K. McCutcheon's 4.3K. Real Moto and Harper are probably the two top spend-up options on the entire slate. Segura's too cheap. Jay Bruce, if he makes it into the lineup, they're staying at 3.8K, like – 
this is going to be a chalky stack here, especially being the first game on the slate. Um, I'll still use them a decent amount because Eshman's not good, and then the Baltimore bullpen's not good. So, like, these are probably your top bats for cash, and I'm not going to argue with the tournament stack, but I, have, I assume that they're going to come in heavily owned. Listen, Hoskins just keeps burning us, and we're just going to keep going right back to the well. Um, I'm legally like, required to play him on every single slate he's on. Like, let's just be honest. Like, he just keeps getting great matchups. Eventually, he's going to, you know, pop one over the fence. But, like, what do you think his on base percentage is? It's high. Like, uh, he keeps drawing walks. Like, he's being, like, he has a great eye at the plate. It's not like he's not seeing the ball well. He's just, you know, not getting anything to hit. Like, they'd rather pitch to Harper, which. And, and, like, Harper continues to punish them, so who knows? Yeah. But, like, Harper, D.D., McCutcheon, um, Hoskins, you mentioned Jay Bruce, if he's in there. Um, really up and down throughout this lineup. The only guy that I don't have a ton of interest in is Gene Segura at 4K at third base. Like, you're going to find better upside third basemen on this slate. So, he's not my, he's not my favorite option. Um, moving on. Rays, Red Sox, Tyler Glasnow, Kyle Hart. Um, any interest here in Glasnow? I have a decent amount of interest in Glasnow. I know he hasn't played that great so far. He's getting a bit wild. Like, keeps walking guys every single outing. But the stuff is absolutely there. Darn you, dogs. I hate you so much right now. Um, yeah, the stuff is absolutely there. Uh, he should, should just mow down this Red Sox team here. Um, still has a 30% K rate on the season. Still is, if he finds his uh, control, still should go through this lineup pretty easily. <laughs> um, Grant uh, pulling his hair out over here uh, because of dogs. Uh, I think that's the first time we've ever had dogs um, come on the morning grind with you. So Glass now looked great in his first start against Atlanta. He's looked a little bit, you know, shakier, you know, especially with command in his last two against New York and Baltimore. It's a tougher matchup against the Red Sox. Um, I think he's a good tournament play. I think there's safer cash game options on the slate. Um, so I think he's a great tournament play. Um, and then, like, on the other side of this, we have Kyle Hart making his Major League debut. Um, you know, we saw him in AAA last season. 5.1 XFIP, um, you know, below average swinging strike stuff, um, neutral ground ball, fly ball guy, uh, pretty high whip, like, He's not, like, this huge prospect by any means. Uh, the Red Sox are hurting when it comes to pitchers, and, like, this is just going to be another arm that they hope can eat up a little bit of innings here. Uh, do you have any interest in Hart? Absolutely none. He's going to get destroyed here. Like, he's yeah, like, not a very good pitcher. Like, he's probably he, – he's, he's a well below average major league pitcher, and this is – like, it's still a high-K lineup, but he didn't have great K stuff in the minors. Even if he was a bad pitcher but just had decent strikeout stuff, I'd probably go with him. But this is not the spot. He's going to get destroyed. I like left-handed pitchers against Tampa, but, like, they've gone – they've gotten a little bit more right-handed heavy. Like, they can they can platoon with the best of them. Like, they got Renfro, Jose Martinez, Diaz um, – uh, Brasu, like they they can they can go Margot, like they can um they can go platoon pretty hard here and you know Kyle Hart like you said like anytime that I'm seeing like a guy in the minors that has a much higher xFIP than like his ERA and in, in AAA like that just screams like 
trouble for me, especially like when you're going to be, you know, pitching at the major league level. Uh, let's talk Tampa bats. Uh, these righties, uh, I've already kind of started to mention them. Um, you know, I, I love Renfro, Jose Martinez, like these guys look like they're, you know, the real deal. Yeah, no, uh, I, I don't understand their, I hate their prices right now. Like it makes a slate way too like simple. You stack up the raise. Hart is going to get destroyed here. So 3.4K. Diaz, 3.1K. Meadows, I like throwing into my stack just because he's expensive lefty-lefty matchup. But Renfro is 3.4K. Choi is 3.3K. Like Adamas is 3K. Every Zunino, if he ends up in the lineup, he is 2.9K. Like I might just eat the chalk and throw a Ray stack in every single lineup, every single which way. Because it opens up stuff, and the bottom tier pitching like is not very good, so you probably want to spend up for two SPs, and this is an easy way to do it. So I, if I had to rank them, um, I don't know if Renfro is probably my number one, but you can rank any of the righties on a point per dollar basis at the top plays. You love Renfro. Um, listen, you're not really going to talk me off of any of these guys. You kind of mentioned it. You you just kind of plug these guys in in cash games. You double barrel pitcher, and you know you just kind of build around that. In my opinion, I'm right there with you. Um, on the Boston side of things, like Red Sox are interesting. JD Martinez starting to hit the ball hard. Um, like that. That's what we want to see. But like overall, like the Red Sox and the Dodgers have you know been slumping pretty hard. So. Uh, do you have any interest in the Red Sox bats? I mean, not a ton. I'm a big glass now guy, and I know that he's been wild, but and he's given up a decent amount of hard contact. But I, I just I, I I'm probably going to use a lot of glass now tomorrow. So I don't see myself using a ton of these bats. I mean, JD obviously 4.5K is not a terrible decision. Glass now might only make it four innings, so there's a chance they get the bullpen. But Rays don't have a terrible bullpen, so like JD is a one-off. Devers is a one-off. Um, Verdugo, if you need to save some money, if he's leading off there, Bogarts, Moreland are all fine one-offs, but I don't think I'm going to stack this up. It's basically, you're kind of just hoping glass now walks a guy or two and then someone hits a bomb. So it's only going to be one-offs to me. And I mean, if I had to pick, it would be JD or Devers. Red Sox seventh worse in WRC plus and strikeout rate, um, against right-handed pitching this season. So, you know, they, they have been struggling, but you know, Verdugo, if he bats leadoff, Devers, um, JD, Xander, like any of the top like five or six guys as like a one or two or three-man stack uh, would be the only way that I'd be really looking at um, this lineup here today. Uh, we got Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, Trevor Williams against Anthony Desclafani. Um, any interest here in Williams? Surprisingly enough, I do. Um He's shown decent case up so far this season. I know it's a really small sample size, and he was not that great last season. But, the, like, this is this is probably the tournament uh, pitcher I'm going with, which I'm really not happy. It's between him and a guy in the next game. But Williams, he's going up against Cincinnati. There's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. He's got a lot more strikeouts versus righties and lefties, and although there is going to be some lefties in the lineup, um, a lot of them are outside of Votto, like they're in Winker. They're all high strikeout guys. Like there's tons here. No one's going to play Williams. Reds have a giant implied team total. This park's actually good for strikeouts here. And Williams is just a guy that can occasionally get it done. So Williams, I any lineup I don't have Tampa Bay bats in because I'll need money. 
I'm probably going with Williams or the guy from the next day, depending on if he's actually the long relief guy. Did you watch it in the Minnesota game and how well, like how good he actually ran in that game? Like, I don't have it in front of me, but I bet you, I bet you his BABIP was like sub 200. Like he, I bet you his XFIP is way higher than like his ERA in that Minnesota game. Like he left a, a ton of guys on base in that game. So listen, I, I get it. His XFIP um, is not good right now. It's 5.2 on the season. I fully understand that. I am mostly just playing the you need to do something and pitching is trash at the bottom. Listen, I get it. Um, I hear you. I, 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 I get your point completely. I, you know, it's not my cup of tea, but um, I, I get why you're doing it. Um, I actually like Descafani on the other side of this game. Um, you know, Pittsburgh, they are striking out a little bit more this season. You know, you're worried about like two or three guys, but overall, like this lineup is not that scary. And Desclafani is a guy that has a really average, you know, strikeout rate. And average on this slate is not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I just prefer Glass now. And I'm kind of on the Pittsburgh bats. I mean, Desclafani, he is a guy that, like, way better versus righties than he is versus lefties. Looking at this projected Pittsburgh lineup, there's probably only going to be three righties in it. Um, I don't see a huge amount of upside here. And I think you get way more upside from a guy like Glass now and a guy like Darvish. So I like I think Disco Sue is going to be this chalk here because um, he's just that much cheaper than Glass now. More certainty in how much late he's going to go into the game, and he hasn't had the uh, control struggles as of recently. So I think it's going to be him and Darvish up at the top, and I, I am probably going to just fade Disco Stew just based on game theory. It's not a bad play, like. He's probably your SP2 in cash, although you can probably go Glass now and Darvish up there at the top. But I, I think I'm just going to full-on fade him, and I'm playing Pittsburgh bats. Uh, let's talk about the bats here. Like, if you're not playing Descafani, you want to target the lefties against him. Bell, Moran, um, Reynolds could give you a three-man stack right in the heart of this lineup. Um, what else do you like here for Pittsburgh? Blanco, I don't even mind Frey. Frazier sitting there at the top of the lineup. I mean, you know, he's not a huge power guy. But Descalfani, last season, 47% fly ball rate, 44% hard contact rate. It's being played in Cincinnati, which is definitely a big help there. It's going to be 89 degrees, decent amount of humidity. Like, the ball's going to be flying. And I just, like, this is not a team where a lot of the bats it just don't strike out. Like, even the righties. Newman there batting second is only a 12% K rate guy versus righties. So there's going to be guys on base for the righties and the lefties probably going to end up with a whole lot of bombs here. I don't think Disco Stu ends up doing too well here. Pirates are going to go virtually unowned. Bell's one, probably my top home run pick on the entire slate here. And I think that the Pirates, I haven't played them once this entire season. I think this is where I'm going to stack them really hard. Uh, let's talk Reds bats here. I know you you like Williams, but I know on teams that you're not looking at Williams, you're probably going to be looking at maybe playing some of these Reds bats, even though like this lineup is kind of watered down. Yeah, I don't know. Like they're like it's it's still a decent lineup. I mean, Suarez can absolutely hit the ball. Castellanos can hit the ball. Like Shogo, uh, Winker, Senzel, like they all have power. I don't mind the stack. It's strictly because I'm going to be using a lot of Williams, and I think that the stack is going to be moderately chalky because of the ballpark and the heat. Plus, look at all the prices. Like 
between them and the Rays, you can get all guys from a 5.3 K totals in your lineup and still go double, double, whatever at the top, double aces up at the top. So I really, they're in a good spot. Williams could get crushed here, but I'm using Williams and I'm fading the Reds. Fair enough. Um, like Castellanos, Suarez, Winker. Um, I hate playing Vado. Like he's going to put the ball in play here. I don't even hate like Vado if you want to do like a three man stack. So, um, you know, cheap catcher Barnhart, twenty nine hundred. Like he's somewhat interesting here as well. Um, so, Shogo, uh, if he bats leadoff, you know he has the platoon hitting leadoff. Like I, I don't even hate him. Um, he has hits in five straight games and eight out of his last ten. So if he's hitting leadoff, uh, don't mind him. He's really cheap and. You know, Cincinnati is actually, like, an interesting, like, semi-pivot off of the Rays, like, if you don't want to play the Rays um, on the, in this spot. So, uh, we move on. We got the Brewers and the Cubs. Uh, Brett Anderson against you, Darvish. Uh, no total in this game because it's the night before and Wrigley doesn't put uh, – told like, they don't – Vegas doesn't put a total on until we get a yeah. full report on the weather. Uh, but it's looking like we're going to have slight winds blowing in. We'll have to check weather edge, but um, – uh, Brett Anderson, any interest in him? So I think it's he's going to be the opener, and it's going to be Corbin Burns. It looks like right now. I think that's another reason why the total isn't out. Because, um, like, yeah, Brett Anderson. They did this the other day, too, didn't they? Like, didn't I Anderson's... think they've done it a few times, yeah. Yeah, Anderson so. threw, like, three or four innings um, against Cincinnati last time out. Yeah, he's thrown three innings in both of his first two starts, just going 50 innings and then – yeah, it looks like Burns is going to be the long relief guy, um, which I like. I want to get confirmation, but I think people are going to be scared because it's a seven o'clock game where it's a four o'clock start. Um, so they might just be a little bit apt to not use Burns. This guy has great stuff. Like so far, a thirty percent K rate or thirty-seven percent K rate on the season. Like massive strikeout guy going up against a uh, Cubs lineup with the wind blowing in, where you're not really worried about all the fly balls there. So I, he's the second guy that I go with outside of Williams. But again, these, these pitchers are ugly today or really good, or it's just tough to make lineups, but he absolutely mows down righties. There's probably going to be what three lefties in the lineup here. So I have a lot of interest in Burns sitting there at um, 6.2 K. Yeah. Like I don't hate it. Um, you know, you got to find ways to be different on a five game slate. So, uh, large steel tournament side, obviously don't hate it at all. Uh, Darvish, he's the, he's the default to Chaco Mundo number one option on the slate, right? Like he's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so, especially with the wind blowing in, although like wind blowing in really helps fly ball pitchers over in Wrigley more than it does other guys. But yeah, Darvish is the top option on this slate. Like, the dude's got fantastic stuff versus righties, fantastic stuff versus lefties. This Brewers lineup has strikeups all the way up and down it. And so far this year, like, everyone is striking out a ton versus righties. You look at plate IQ, everyone's around 30% outside of Sogard who just doesn't strike out. Um, They're not walking a whole lot. Darvish, we worry about his command in the past, but this season he's just on point. The strikeouts haven't been there nearly as much as – we want, but doesn't give up a ton of fly balls. Darvish is the clear top option for me on this entire slate. 
Listen, I, I don't really have anything else to add. I think like, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for the last week or so, I've been talking about how just how bad this Brewers offense is in general. Um, they're really bad right now. And this is a spot that like Darvish, he, he should shine here. Like the Brewers have the second highest strikeout rate against right handed pitching this season. Like he should shine in this matchup. Um, as far as like the Brewers bats go, like they're going to be low owned. I don't ever hate like a Yelich uh, low owned, like one off type play here. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to wait on the, uh, the wind, but as of right now, like if the wind's blowing in, I'm just fully out from probably all bats in this entire game. Um, if the wind's not blowing out, yeah, I can see well, Yelich is a one off or even Hira as a one off, but I'm, I'm probably staying away from Milwaukee. Yeah, I don't love this one. Um, any of the Cubs bats standing out to you here? I mean, it depends on the wind. So, obviously, Brett Anderson is going to be probably pitching the first three innings. It's what they've done the last two starts. Him three inning, Burns comes in afterwards and pitches anywhere from three to five innings, depending on how the game's going, how he's pitching, how everything is on the board. Uh, but So, I'm not really worried about splits too much because Anderson and lefty and then uh, Burns righty. Um, so if the wind's not blowing in, yeah, I could absolutely see using Bryant there at 4.1K if he's in there. Uh, Rizzo, not the worst idea in the world. Baez, Contreras, like, I don't mind a little stack with them. Um, we don't know for sure if Burns is going to play, and if he doesn't and the wind isn't – if he's not the long relief guy and the wind's not blowing in, absolutely play the Cubs. But is as of right now, like, I'll have a little bit of exposure to him, mostly to hedge. Um, but it's going to be the top four bats and then probably half there down at the bottom if he's in the game, but who knows what they're going to end up doing because of the uh, opposing pitcher situation. Yep. Um, Schwarber was scratched on Wednesday, so he might be out of the lineup and, um, you know, listen, you could play, you could play Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo and Javi Baez and Contreras really against any pitcher. So like they're obviously, very much in play here. Like Chris Bryant is forty one hundred. Um, Javi Baez is forty six hundred, and um, Rizzo's forty six hundred. So like Contreras is forty four. They're like a really strong like you know four or five man stack. Like if you just don't believe in um, you know what we've seen so far, but the Milwaukee bullpen's good too. So like it's always tough to stack them in like this like place opener, you know, long relief type guy. Like if it stays remotely close, so. Um, don't know, like on a slate where I probably only play like one to three teams. Um, I don't think I'll end up with a cubby stack. Uh, finishing out here with the Padres and the Dodgers, Chris Paddock, Julio Urias, um, eight and a half total Urias, a one forty three favorites. Um, you know, like overall, like Chris Paddock is a very talented young pitcher. Do you have any interest in him against the Dodgers here? Probably not. Like I just like I'm not using discos too, but if I'm forced to someone in this range, then I'd go with him over Paddock. I mean, Paddock's definitely a good pitcher, but he's going up against the Dodgers. Like he struggles versus lefties. They're gonna have Peterson, they'll have Belly, they'll have Muncie in there. Like it's not gonna be an easy lineup for him to get through. I don't know how late he'll go into the game. They can definitely work the count. I know he's a guy that generally doesn't walk a ton of guys, but Dodgers are definitely a team that can work the count. So even though he's gonna go up to 88, 90 pitches, like they're going to work the count. So he's probably only going to get through five innings. The strikeouts are going to be a little bit tough there. And this is just a tough lineup overall. So, I mean, if he's going to come in entirely unowned, then sure, go ahead and take a few shots on him in GPPs. But as of right now, I'm just out. 
Yeah, I'm probably going to pass. Like, the Dodgers ended up with six runs on Wednesday, but it was a really late, like, home run from Justin Turner. Like, they really didn't do much against Zach Davies. Paddock's a better pitcher than Davies. But overall, like, on paper, this team is just so hard to pick right-handed pitching against because almost everybody has a 200 ISO. Almost everybody has a 350 Woba. Like, it's just really hard to pick. And, like, isn't this, like – is this the third time that he's faced them this season already? Or no, it's Arizona. He faced Arizona twice. Like he already faced the Dodgers once this season too. So listen, if he puts up 18 and a half points against the Dodgers again at 8,500, he's probably not going to beat like kill you. So, um, Julio Arias on the other side of this game. Uh, what's your thoughts on him? Full fade. He's too expensive. He's not that great. His strikeout stuff is not that great this year. I know he was a fantastic prospect, but he's been around for years, and he's just not worth it. He's more of a name than anything, so I have I will not use him. I see boom bus upside. Um, you know, he's very good against right-handed hitters, very good against right-handed hitters. Uh, like, his velocity is what we want to see out of left-handed pitching. He has a good changeup against righties, like – He's very good against righties. This lineup's going to be very right-handed heavy. Um, like, I could see playing Urias on a team, and I could see stacking the Padres on the other team. Like, I think the Padres stack is very much in play on the slate that we don't really have, like, we talked about, like, the Phillies. We talked about, like, Tampa. Like, we don't really have, like, a, a like lock-and-load offense. Like, uh, the Padres are definitely in play here. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely have some interest in playing the Padres. Tatis and Machado are fantastic plays on the slate here. Urias has not been great versus lefties, although it really hasn't shown so far this year. His XFIP so far on the season is 5.4, um, but he's just not giving – like he has a 230 Woba against lefties so far, small 11 at, at size. He's still walking guys at an 18% rate to lefties and a – 10% rate overall. He's only striking out guys at an 18% rate. 50% hard contact given up to both sides of the plate, giving up a decent amount of fly balls. Like, he has not pitched well this year, not pitched how he has in the past, and just looks terrible. Like, I'm probably stacking up a decent amount of the Padres. Yeah, like, you'll have Ty France in there. You have Will Myers. They're super cheap. Um, like, with the Padres – um, and the Rays just being so cheap. Uh, I think it was Cincinnati or Pittsburgh. One of those teams were really cheap too. Um, like this is a famous blender slate play, whoever you want. Um, like you're going to be able to play just about everyone you want. Um, as we get going through this, um, listen, are the Dodgers going to be like super low owned against Paddock because it's Chris Paddock? I, I think so. And the fact that they are probably, um, that you won't have their lineup by what, even the third game. Like at the Reds and Pirates start at five o'clock. The Dodgers go at nine forty. So I'm not going to be surprised if we don't have their lineup until right before the Cubs game, which you can swap some stuff around. Like maybe, I don't know. Like I don't expect them to be terribly high owned. Any lineup I create with them is going to be probably a full on stack. And I'm going to have pivots away, which, it is just tough because I don't know what shortstop I would use. And if I'm going to have a pivot, it's probably going to be over from Tatis. So it's just going to be tough to do, but going up against Paddock, I'm not expecting, expecting a huge game out of them. Um, it could happen, but I don't know. I'd much rather go with the Padres here. Yeah. And like, even the Padres lineup, like we, we, 
we'll have an idea of what it's going to look like, but they changed their lineup a ton. So like it could be really anything too. So uh fun slate, a lot of different ways this slate can go. So let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Um, anyone under 8K that you think can get uh, six or more strikeouts on the slate? Trevor Williams. Yeah, I figure that's who you're going to pick. Um, I'll go Jake Arrieta. I don't think he gets there, but he's probably the best option um, outside of Williams. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust at the top today? Urias. Yeah. Next, I'll let you have him. I'll take Disco's too. Um. All right, I'll take him. That's fine. That's fine. I, I gave you the good one. <laughs> yeah, like I was, I was thinking um, Paddock just to be different, but that's fine. Um, over four K to hit a home run. Who's your expensive home run today? Josh Bell. All right. I'm gonna go. I, I know he's expensive. I don't care. Bryce Harper hits home run today. Um, give me a guy under four K to get two hits. Colin Moran. All right. I see a trend in here. Um, give me Renfro. Yeah. I didn't want to take the easy ones with the Reds or the Rays because everyone's under 4K. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. Who do you got? I guess at this point, I pretty much have to say Pittsburgh, don't I? You're uh, locking in some Pittsburgh bets, that's for sure. Um, give me Tampa. Like I don't even care if it's the chalk, it's the it's the easy one. Um any any sharp side, like over unders or anything standing out to you here? I think I got my streak up to five. Um I, I think I had it. Yeah. Uh no, we had Minnesota, right? Minnesota locked, yeah. Yeah, we no, I think we both had the, the same one. Yeah, I also had the Mariners. Did they end up winning? Uh nope, they ended up losing it in the bottom of the eighth. Son of a biscuit. Um, I don't know. Like honestly, the the under on the Dodgers game might be a decent one, but like I, I don't really see. I guess Pittsburgh plus one sixty six is my favorite from a sports betting perspective. But you don't want to use that for your sharp side streak. You probably want to go with the Dodgers. Yeah, like there's not one that like I love. Um, I might just let my streak settle. Like I might. I'm I'm on Grinders Live again on Thursday, so like I'm gonna have to send in a lock bet uh, for the show, and um, you know maybe look at that. Like honestly, right now um, I probably like the the over in the Rays game the most, or the over in the Cincinnati game. Maybe I don't know. Like I, there's not one that like have to have this pick today. Like yeah, it's 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 a it's a tougher one when you're looking at it uh, from a you know sharp side. Uh, betting perspective for sure so uh, as the eight game regular season comes to an end teams are still jockeying for the final few playoff spots and while the players are bringing the action on the court DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy sports is bringing the action to you with huge daily fantasy contests every day DraftKings has paid out over seven billion dollars to its players so they know a thing or two about a big payday if you haven't tried it yet fantasy basketball is easy to play just pick eight players, standard the salary cap, and pilot points or three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more. There's no better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test than to compete for a share of a million dollars. In addition to this week's basketball action, there is a huge MMA contest this weekend with some 
of the biggest sports biggest names stepping into the spotlight to celebrate this huge event. DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at one million dollar. $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code GRIND to get a shot at a millions of dollars in total prizes for this week's Daily Fantasy Contest. The promo code GRIND to get a shot, millions of dollars in total prizes, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. Please see DraftKings.com for details. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here on this um, awesome, awesome five-game slate? I hate you, Mariners, and Cardi's taking a shot on Friday. Guys, stay tuned. He's taking a shot of absinthe probably on Friday. Oh, Friday. I was hoping we'd get another one. You got you to gotta beat him again so when we do a show next Wednesday, um, I can get, we can get another, get another shot out of him. I mean, I'm on a heater. Yeah, you're on two in a row. <laughs> that's, a, that's the start of a streak on the Sharp Side app. So uh, that's going to wrap it up here for Thursday. It's been fun as always. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. Hey, kids.